understand that fight. Look, I'm trying to get you a flight, but no one is flying out because of the weather. Please, it's just, I don't know, drizzling. Someone must be getting out. Call Donatella, get her jet. Call everybody else that we know that has a jet, Irv. Call every, this is your responsibility, this is your job. Get me home. It's Vegas, y'all. A Vegas podcast by Texans for everyone. Today is August 24th. You're listening to episode four. Welcome in to episode four of It's Vegas, y'all. Happy to announce we have all of our co-hosts today. Excited to see how everyone's doing. How are you doing, uh, Hogan Two Cent? We missed you last time, Two Cent. Yes, uh, uh, had a family emergency, but it's all good. Things are looking up. Doing good. Thank you, Casey. Awesome. Danny, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I had a little run-in with my kitchen cabinet, self-inflicted. Uh, <laughs> but now I am thoroughly bio-freezed. And we also learned in me telling the group that Sonia likes to sniff it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you had an unfortunate run in there, Danny. Dave and Sonia, how have you been? We are doing good. Just working a lot and getting ready for marching season. Our son's about to start that. Football season is around the corner. Yeah, first game's Friday night, so yeah. we're uh, we're eager to to be there, watch him. He's on the drum line, so it'll it'll be fun. Friday night likes. You got yeah. it. Awesome. As a former band director in Texas, that one explains a lot of my personality. Uh, two, I would say that if your school didn't have a good football team, guaranteed it had a really good band. Yeah, <laughs> it was rare that they had both, yeah. but it's super competitive in Texas. And so, God bless these kids rehearsing in this weather right now. For sure. Yes, this is my son's first uh, year to play football. His senior year, he decided to try out for the varsity football and made the team. So, nervous dad, but excited dad. Awesome fun year. That's cool. Just sorry before you go on, Casey. Um, Hog and Two Cent, y'all have daughters. They were in things. Were y'all like stage moms and dad, mom and dad? We were just their personal drivers. Yeah, (laughs) just a chauffeur. Yeah, but we made it a point not to miss um, most of whatever. It was our oldest daughter. She was in marching band. She like her senior year. She did. She joined the percussion. Uh, she played everything. She played yeah. horn. She played percussion. Just uh, anything musical. She's into. And so she's about to start her first year in college. And so she's doing the band thing. Too. And the she's younger one was that. in soccer, but I think we scared her away because we brought a sign and we were screaming. And- <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Yeah, we totally embarrassed her. Yeah, yeah, her number was sixteen. So I was like. Yes, he says in your face. (laughs) And that was that was the last game she ever played. I love that. Uh, That's great. Making shirts. The merch is coming soon. All right. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to check. I had a feeling we were surrounded by some director parents. Casey, go on. I'm sorry. No problem. Well, start off the show. We figured you can't miss the opportunity. To mention that Vegas had to deal with the hurricane or what was left of Hurricane Hillary. 
by the time it hit Vegas, obviously it was not a hurricane status. However, it uh, made a lot of news and it was just pretty crazy that Vegas had a hurricane, right? Yeah. So according to the Las Vegas review journal, it just says that, uh, you know, Friday and Saturday, basically they re- Vegas received three quarters to an inch and a half of rain and their uh, annual rainfall is four inches. So you could basically say they received a quarter of their annual rain in uh, two days. Uh, Mount Charleston area was the hardest hit with uh, Lee uh, and Kyle Canyon had reports up to eight inches and the Red Rock National Park had three and a half inches. So kind of west of town. Uh, I guess probably the best benefit outside of the rain was uh, Sunday's high was only 76 degrees or 24 degrees Celsius for all you that prefer the metric system. So, so surprised that um, there was there was a lot of interest around a hurricane in Las Vegas. So I'm sure everyone saw on social media, um, kind of everyone preparing, hunkering down. I didn't necessarily see like people going through all the shelves, right, and, and raiding stores. Um, but there's just a, a lot of interest. I know a couple of people probably did some lives while they were on the strip with the hurricane and not really uh, what they were expecting when, when the weather finally arrived. They, uh, they latched on to that hurricane word. <laughs> We've seen them all. They all put out there. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh, the hurricane's coming. But, and I will say on uh, X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it now. <laughs> Twix. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Lucky's mentioned something uh, about the Link parking garage that, you know, everybody goes straight to the Link and sees the water. Oh my gosh, we're flooding. But he makes a good point. That's doing what it's supposed to do. It's made for the water to go down right there in that parking garage. It's like the the uh, drain in your bathtub. <laughs> so these people like overreacting about, you know, seeing the water going down the, the link parking garage. It's just it's it's ridiculous because it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do that's where the water's supposed to go mm-hmm. so you know i i thought that was yeah a it's a big gutter that. drain system right and right next time y'all learn the link promenade notice that as you walk toward the wheel high roller slanted down exactly on purpose <laughs> yes that's all that's um, the best my- place to pee my my question is can we really technically call it a hurricane i mean it wasn't i mean it's basically a bad storm right because by the time it hit landfall it it downgraded right to a right it was definitely the remnants of hillary yeah those hillary's they can do a lot of damage even when they're not It's Vegas, y'all is a non-political podcast. <laughs> yeah. for All right. Um, I will say that having lived in Houston for 23 years prior to moving to the Austin area, I went through a number of actual hurricanes and no offense to Vegas, but calm down, girl. Like it, it was, <laughs> y'all weren't going to get it that far inland. At most, it would have been a tropical storm of depression. Uh, you need the rain. I feel bad for Palm Springs. They looked a lot worse than uh, Vegas did. Uh, but the sensationalism, the media, the YouTubers, 
find actual news. That's my that's my take. Um, because what actual news was is it rained in Austin for five minutes this week, and I was excited. <laughs> so up next is uh, listener feedback from Facebook. Sonia and Dave are going to lead that segment. Awesome. Thank you, Casey. We appreciate it. So yeah, so for those of you that haven't checked it out yet, make sure to join our Facebook group. It's Vegas, y'all, to participate in Fun Vegas Talk. We get excited to read your comments um, and your feedback and suggestions and uh, responses to questions that are on the Facebook group. So first, I'm going to start with a comment from Michael, who says, Another good podcast, very informative and entertaining. Looking forward to episode four. A suggestion, if I may, perhaps a segment of the good and bad each casino hotel has to offer based upon each of your experiences. Thank you and keep up the good work. Yeah, another uh, another comment we got was from, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong, Hall Caliph. Um, it's a shout out to Hog specifically. <laughs> Loving Hogs Elvis. So, man, I agree with you. Hog is a man of many talents, and little did we know that he could mimic Elvis and will soon be appearing at Harrah's within the next year. Can I just add something? Hall, you do not have to live with him. <laughs> Notice I did it when she wasn't in the episode. I was not there. And I got away with it. That's all I have to say. I mean, it may or may not make an appearance again. <laughs> yes, we'll see. Um, but it was brilliant for sure. I do want to comment on the first comment. Yes. Rather than do a full segment going through every hotel, I think that would take a long time. But mm. I think we're trying to point out what we like and dislike about the different hotels as we experience them, experience them. And so hopefully that's good, um, but definitely something to consider moving forward. What do y'all think about giving that sort of feedback? I think that's great. Yeah, I like yeah. that idea. I think it's cool. And then, and then if you, you know, couple it with your own, you know, personal opinion as to why, mm -hmm. you know, cause not everybody will agree. Some people will enjoy what you hate about a property, you know? True. So it's just a different perspective. Yeah, I agree. It's a good way to look at it as the pros and cons of one property, because uh, that's what Vegas is. There's so many pros and then someone will say, well, there's a con, but that's what makes it a great discussion. So I think that's a great thing we could uh, make sure that we use going forward is always both sides of every story. Totally agree. Um, and we, we just want to say we really appreciate everyone's support and participation in the Facebook group. Um, we really love reading through comments and suggestions for future Vegas topics. All right, Danny, taking it back to you. All right, so I'm going to cover the big topic this week, and I apologize to everyone, my co-host, the panel, uh, everyone listening, but this is totally self-indulgent. Um, those of y'all that follow my channel and have been in my lives and things know that my workspace is in the career space. I've done workforce development and all sorts of different things and getting people ready for and employed, um, ready for jobs and employed. And so I've always been curious because one of the things that I noticed was that I feel like service is declining in Vegas. And as I look around, I feel like there are fewer people doing more jobs, which is generally the trend for every job across the nation. 
And I just had to look at the numbers. And so I'm going to give you all some stats. We're going to talk about some stuff because I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I don't know if y'all think service is declining since when you first went to Vegas or over the last five or 10 years, but we have new hotels, big hotels opening, casino resorts, um, and they need people. So do we have them or not? I don't know. So let me give you some information. All right. So the Vegas unemployment rate is 6%, which is higher than the national uh, unemployment rate, which is 3.5% nationally. That's our unemployment rate doing pretty good. Vegas is higher. Um, six isn't wonderful. Um, take the pandemic period out, but during the worst recessions, we lean toward 7.5 to 9.5. Those are bad. So six is like average bad. Um, but Vegas is special because it's affected by all the seasonal and temporary employment that's there. Like once the pool season's over ending, there's a lot of people that go unemployed or go back to where they live and not work in Vegas for the summer anymore because it's over. So it's kind of affected, right? Um, during the summer, that number is affected by 10%. So instead of 6% unemployed, the summer months uh, this year were 5.4% so far. So, you know, it's affected. Take that with a grain of salt. Um, what I wanted to look at was because we have Fountain Blue and Durango casinos opening soon before the end of the year how many jobs they were going to add so in general if you figure there's close to a million people that live permanently in vegas about 925 to 950,000 are employed uh regularly right so that six percent is accounted for there fountain blue is going to add 7100 people by october or jobs right Durango is going to add 1,200 by November. So between those two, over 8,000 new jobs that are going to be added. Um, with Vegas writing that very fine line, there are a couple of things that I wanted to point out to consider. One, that's a lot of jobs, but clearly they have the bodies to fill those jobs. However, the bodies that are available, the people that are available, the human capital, the individuals, may not necessarily be the people to fill those jobs, right? Just because we have 10,000 people available to work doesn't mean that they're going to go be a chef, right? Or going to go be a cocktail server. So there's mismatch there that could occur too. Um, and so they're writing a very fine line between who can work and is working and what jobs are available and whether or not those people are available to fill those positions. Um, I have to say there are a couple of things last bullet on the nerding out point. The Las Vegas, Glo Las Vegas Global Economic Alliance uh, had some charts I looked at, and the three big points I noted was that the cost of doing business in Vegas is about the same as Houston. They have similar um, metrics, right, that they would use. Like, for example, we don't have a state income tax, nor does Nevada. Um, most households in Las Vegas are either single individuals or couples not a lot of families that are there with children and the median wage is about $55,000 a year. Um, I say that, so I'm going to say that I'm going to stop there because I have a couple more things, but what do y'all think of this? Is Vegas getting too saturated with resorts that we're not going to have enough people to fill the positions? I think it's creeping closer to that, but, uh, you know, another thing is, is Vegas is one of the hottest, uh, you know, areas for people moving to Vegas. 
A lot of people are leaving California. A lot of people are, are going to Vegas from you know, all over the United States because of that job market, right? Uh, so I, I think that kind of helps balance it out. But I think where you end up going is it's there's definitely less supply than there is demand for the, the good people, no doubt. And that is impacting um, our experiences in Vegas. We know Fountain Blue is good at stealing people from one place and bringing them over there. So they have that skill. Also remember it's filling a niche. It's that whole convention center, upper class trying to, you know, you know, up the crowd in that part of the strip, I guess you could say. Um, and then Durango or Durango, sorry, Danny. Um, <laughs> what did you say? I'm sorry, in English. Durango. Oh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. The Italian is trying to teach the Mexican how to say it. <laughs> okay. But uh, no, that was supposed to be more of a local heavy casino. So it's a different environment. So I don't know if there's chatter within a, in employees like we have like in school districts where we work. There's talk between, hey, don't go there. This part of the neighborhood's, you know, they treat you like this or that. Maybe there's chatter amongst casino workers where they're like, hey, family style casinos, like local casinos have a chiller vibe. It'll be better to work there, you know? So maybe there's some kind of lure depending on the type of employee or the chatter that goes on with the, you know, the local, who knows? My only concern is that they, you know, if they do manage to hire on and fill all these jobs, I just hope that they do a proper uh, training because, or, I mean, I don't know, maybe, you know, the picking slim, right? So like it's slim picking. So it's like you you get what you get. Um, And so that might not be, you know, people with the best um, customer service right? Uh, skills. Um, you know, again, we work in education, so we know not everybody's going to college, you know? So, you know, there are people that can, that would be perfect in filling some of these jobs, but it's in the area of customer service where they need to really focus and, um, I think be a little bit more, uh, strategic in who they hire. So this is a good point for me to point out that, so, Vegas is a union town. Um, Their union is nicknamed the Culinary Union because it's very much based on the membership of people that are in the food and beverage and hospitality industries there. Um, They are super powerful. And I think because they know they have a stronghold, like if the culinary goes on strike in Vegas at one property, it's impactful. But if they ever decided to go on strike across multiple properties, which I think has happened before, it really impacts what's happening for the guests. And so they know that most recently, um, about a little over a week ago, they uh, held a rally the second week of August and voted to support uh, Levy Restaurant, uh, sorry, the employees at the T-Mobile Arena um, that work for Levy Restaurant Group, um, which also runs the Toyota Center in Houston, for example, uh, in terms of food and beverage and uh, some of the other staff that's there that's hourly and kind of seasonal. Um, And their slogan was something like, one job should be enough, 
right? That you don't need to work multiple jobs. They were really taking advantage of the wage and hour rules there. Um, and so they can shut down T-Mobile Arena, hmm. Vegas. If they don't have anyone serving hot dogs and beer, I know I'm not going, right? And so that affects their concert schedule. That affects the Golden Knights, et cetera. Um, so I think that's interesting for Vegas that one union is so powerful and can do that. And I'm a union guy, again, non-political, um, but I support increasing those wages. If mm -hmm. that means, going back to what Tucson said, mm -hmm. we can then have good training and the flip side of good training is good accountability. Mm -hmm. You want to work here? You want to be with the best? Okay, we're going to have to consistently deliver the best. I'll stop there. What do y'all think, Dave and Sonia? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, we talked about customer service that you were just talking about. And I think that that's one of the things that we're seeing going away in Vegas. Um, Vegas is changing for sure. Um, you know, we talk about how the service has declined, um, but also how the service become more efficient. And I think we had posted on the uh, Facebook page about automation. And I think that's kind of a good and a bad thing, right? Um, but it's definitely, you know, we've seen less face-to-face -face interaction, less relational, um, you know, um, service. Even some things like the house cleaning that, that now is every other day versus daily. Um, definitely less cocktail servers noticed in, in casinos. I just remember when we first started going, um, the relationship that we would have with the cocktail servers, we would go back every year and see the same person. Um, we had relationships with them, like they were our friends. And that's, that's, that's really not what we see anymore. That's where it's very, very different. Um, what do you think, babe? No, no, I, I definitely agree. And it, as you were talking about like the number for the Fontainebleau um, and Durango, right? Um, I'm sure they factor in some type of percentage for reducing their workforce after a certain amount of time. So like Resorts World, I think went really heavy on employing people and probably train them efficiently. I remember going when it opened and there was there was employees everywhere. There was mm -hmm. the beer cart lady. I haven't yep. seen that in forever. So Fountain Blue, I'm sure it's going to do something similar, right? I hate to say it, but they're probably going to plug bodies in there just so it looks like they're well serviced. And then depending on how much volume they generate, how much revenue they generate, I'm sure then they'll start to reduce the workforce by like 10 to 15%. And that's when you'll start to see some of the things like Sonia mentioned happen. Yeah, that's that's so like insightful because what it talks to is what Vegas has become or is becoming this corporate environment where we look at a system of efficiencies, right? Beer cart girl, everybody was talking about her. As soon as I had that experience, I was tweeting about it. And people were like, <laughs> I'm going to go look for it, right? And it was great because you're getting these custom uh, beers and ciders on the casino floor. Anytime you want, you just have to find the beer cart girl and it went away. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's probably because some accountant saw it and said, the return on this investment is not good enough to keep this employee and the beer going around here. Mm -hmm. And essentially no one will notice. And so it went away. Um, but we automate things. I mean, on the flip side of that Plaza doesn't even have anyone serving drinks in the non-smoking slot area. You have to go to a vending machine and granted, they give you the little token for it if you're gambling, but that's taken away someone's role or job or hours they could be working that's true. with the machine and it's concerning. But 
you guys are forgetting where we have a giant pool of employees waiting to work right in front of the Bellagio fountains, the cooler people, the hot dog uh, tool cart people. Those guys are waiting to get a good job. Inside. Just bring them inside Air the conditioning. casino. Just bring them inside. You'll have hot dogs and cooler people. So instead of waiting in line at Snacks at Bellagio, which always has a line, you can choose to go there or you can choose to go right next door and get a hot dog from a makeshift cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably good customer service there too that's true yep probably, i'm tipping yeah. casey don't forget <laughs> we're gonna eat off of that strip i'm ready it. for it all right buy your pepto all right i guess that's all i have to say about that and really just for the audience and people listening i know it went on a little longer because i'm looking at our time here but again thank you for indulging me share with us in the facebook group or any of our social media leave a, a voicemail leave us a voicemail if you want we're going to feature some of those later about your opinions on this really tight um supply to demand of the workforce in vegas and what might happen as we continue to grow is it growing too fast is service going to decline more because of it are things going to get automated that maybe you don't want automated or are you okay just going to the kiosk instead of dealing with the front desk who knows check it out all right i'm done i'm going to pass it to my co-host who's much more personable than i and doesn't get ranty about numbers casey all right thank you thank you Yes, those today we wanted to talk about what is critical for you to pack on your trip to Vegas, whether you're a first time, you know, tourist going to Vegas and you're wondering what you should pack or if you've been multiple times every year, uh, what, what are some things that you have to go to Vegas with so you don't miss them when you get there? So. I, I came up with a couple things that I put in my baggage every time because either something happened to me out in Vegas and I needed it or made my trip more enjoyable. And then I'm interested to see if uh, y'all have anything to add to this list or not. But uh, number one is tennis shoes. Uh, a lot of a lot of people go out there and, you know, uh, going to dress up and look nice and then they wear their, their cowboy boots or their fancy shoes or their high heels if you're a lady. And uh, very quickly you realize that that, that is a mistake. Uh, so tennis shoes are absolutely must bring. Another one of mine is a chapstick. Uh, it's very hot, uh, dry, you know, atmosphere out there. And uh, you're outside all the time. So chapstick is an absolutely must have on you. Uh, saline nasal spray is another thing. I used to get uh, nosebleeds while out there. But uh, that saline nasal spray will help you avoid that. Uh, some vitamin C or some liquid IV comes in really handy. Uh, cash. Uh, some people don't bring cash. They, uh, I'll just get it when I'm in Vegas so I don't have to bring it on the airplane or, or travel with it. But, but going to the ATM multiple times in a day, you know, 7 to $10 transaction fees plus your bank typically limits your withdrawals. And if you're going back to uh, the old wallet after losing, you might, might, might run out of money. So bring cash in advance. A bottle opener uh, comes in handy out in Vegas when you're uh, with others and uh, needed a bottle bottle opener a time or two and had to go buy one. So now I bring one. And then don't forget your chargers and batteries for all your goodies that you bring. Uh, your your phone will die and you will not have a phone. And that's not a good place to be. 
So what do y'all think about that, David Sonia? Is there anything that I'm missing off that list? You you knock some out for sure. I'll tell you mine and and then Dave can say his. But um definitely I do allergy meds. It's kind of you're talking about the saline nasal spray, but it's so dry. The climate there is so dry, and so it really gets to me since it's so humid in San Antonio. So if I don't take um like an allergy med of some sort, I'll be miserable and I don't want to be miserable in Vegas. Um, and then liquid IVs are a must for me. I know you mentioned that, but I definitely, again, it's so hot out there. And so, you know, we do drink some, so I definitely have to do a liquid IV daily for sure. Yeah. I think to add to it, um, you mentioned chapstick. If you've seen some of our previous vlogs, I have to take like 35 chapsticks because I put one in my pocket and I always lose it. And I don't know what the little pocket on the right side of your shorts or pants is. I guess it's like a coin pocket that's right in front of the normal pocket. That's where I keep it. And somehow it always falls out. So bring extra chapstick because if not it's like a million bucks yeah. to buy to buy more so then casey we've got to go to the gift shop at the cosmo for one chapstick and <laughs> right. it's like twenty dollars just and so you know three hours later it's gone and then i don't want to tell anybody because then i gotta go buy another chapstick yes i've had that same experience you know for a stick of chapstick at the gift shop it's like six dollars yeah and then i'll be at my walmart and it's like six for a dollar you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing that I think that's um, that we bring uh, when we stay, it's like a portable humidifier. So I'm sure you've probably seen it on other people's blogs or even through social media. So like the, the water bottles they give you on the casino floor, we'll hang on to one of those, take it up to our room and it just simply screws on the top of it. And then that little water bottle will essentially last all night when we do sleep. But it just helps in the room because, again, like you mentioned, it's so dry. So having that portable humidifier seems to work for us. That's good, yeah. What about you, Hogan Toussaint? Well, if anybody knows me, I know I have to bring some sort of uh, Clorox wipe, like some sort of cleaning solution so that I can uh, disinfect the entire room upon arrival. <laughs> Um, that's just, I don't know. I just, it's my thing. And as I get older, it gets worse anyway. Um, but what else, what else is a must? Said, can I oh. ask you a question? Sorry, go ahead. And then I have a question for you. Our vitamins our our vitamins. Mm -hmm. I always make sure I pack enough vitamins just cause zinc, everything just so, cause you know, it gets too peopley over there. <laughs> I don't want to catch anything. Vegas <laughs> is hard on these vitamins come in handy for sure. So speaking yeah. of catching anything, I'm sure y'all saw the story about an old news story that was kind of rehashed about bed bugs. Right. Yeah. Um, do you two cent do you check for bed bugs when you go into a room? We always do the bed check. Always. I think for me, there's like a point where I, I would stop. But this one, if he had, if he, if he did it his way, he would bring a black light and everything. <laughs> Not because he's like OCD, but he knows like, wait, I don't want to go that far into it. Like, I don't want to go that deep. As long as there's like a sheet in between, you know, and, and, and it's clean. And I don't know. I know, I know things go on in these hotel rooms, but <laughs> you know, out of sight, out of mind, if, if right. I can't physically see it, then, you know, it's not there, right? <laughs> right. And if not, I mean, maybe just take some saran wrap and cover, the <laughs> cover it up. I should just go all plastic. <laughs> That's right. All plastic all the way. That's curious. That's interesting. Um, 
So one point for Dave and Sonia and everyone else that stays at Cosmo around Cosmo. Go to the Jockey Club and don't pay six dollars for chapstick. Go to the yeah. Jockey Club. Um, it's easy to get to if you don't know how. I'm sure it's on my channel somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. All right. What would I bring every time? I don't really have an every time list. I try to pack as a minimalist. Um, like, what pair of shorts can I get away wearing three days in a row and nobody will notice? <laughs> um, but something I always bring is a pair of walking around sandals. Uh, as a smoker, I don't always get a smoking room and I have to go downstairs. I don't always want to throw on shoes, so I throw on my Croc sandals that I throw on. Um, and so that's good. Also for the hotel room. I like mm -hmm. to walk barefoot on the hotel room floor. So having some flippy flops or something you can throw on quickly to do that. Uh, but the other thing I've started doing, especially when I do road trips, Tony and I are going to not Biloxi anymore. We're going to Bossier City um, oh. on Sunday. And he bought a uh, travel Keurig. It's not the Keurig band, yeah. brand, but it's a K-Cup coffee maker. Um, and it costs $15 at Walmart. Mm -hmm. It is a lifesaver. So we take that uh, everywhere. I, I, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just because I get grossed out with the ones that are already in there. Because yeah. I don't know yeah. how you often they always have coffee. I mean, we just took some K-Cups from home. We bought some little travel creamers that you don't have to freeze mm -hmm. or put in the fridge. Um, and some bottles of water. And we had our own little mini coffee station for 20 bucks. We bought the exact same one at Walmart. Um, I know exactly which one you're talking about. And it works like a charm. We actually ended up letting my mother-in-law use it in Vegas one time. And so she loved it. So we just kind of gave it to her. We haven't rebought one. But one of our trips, we ended up taking our French press machine. Mm. Um, and a portable cabinet. And a, so yeah, yeah water. right. Um, and that, it worked fine, but I feel like it was too much stuff. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Versus just the, the small little Keurig and some K-cups. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a good idea, Danny. Yep. I want to know... The one thing Hog has to always bring to Vegas. I have two. Oh. I always bring two money clips. Mm. One that says proper tosser. <laughs> and the other one that says D-Gen bankroll. <laughs> I play with the D-Gen bankroll. Proper tosser stays in the safe. That's it. There you go. Hopefully yeah. I never have to go to proper tosser. <laughs> oh, you have, I think. So that's, proper that's tosser all... is like the background bankroll or backup backup and what does that mean for it's a proper tosser okay so <laughs> what that means. because it sounds kind of dirty it is <laughs> it is <laughs> so instead of an envelope system hog has a money clip system that's right that's right and if this one is running low that's the only time i end up I just have it. a full and empty system. That's all I do. <laughs> it's there and then it's not there. And then... Okay, Tucson, I have a question. Do you have a daily fund that you leave some money in the room or do you keep all of your fun with you for the whole trip? Okay. So the biggest problem <laughs> I've had, right? And okay, so at. I'm only uh, laughing because you said whole trip <laughs> and money in the same sentence, which that doesn't happen. You ass. <laughs> okay. So Hog's biggest complaint when we first started doing Vegas together and like got really into like gambling was that I would never bring down enough because I would only bring, I'm only going to spend this much on gambling. That's it. The rest is going to go in the safe until tomorrow. No, 
No. And then instead of going, we'll be like at a completely different property, a, a clear across town, away from the safe. So there I go to the stupid ATM machine, wow. and the extra stupid fees. So then I started, you know, taking more. And then when we last stayed at Sunset Station, well, the only time we stayed at Sunset Station, the room didn't have a safe. We're like, what do they expect us to do with the money? So the question we posed when we did the room review was, if you're in a room that has no safe and they don't provide any safe for you, do you keep all the money on you or do you get creative and try to hide it somewhere in the room? And we had a different opinion on that. Like I would have had, I would have kept all my money on me. He would have hid some in the room. But we've had experiences where we've hung that, we always hang that do not disturb sign. And it's happened at least two or three times where they've come into the room. Wow. Yeah. We caught them. We caught them one time. We weren't in the room and we caught them. The other two times, obviously I had the latch on, the extra lock or whatever. (laughs) And they were coming in and and we're like, dude, we have the sign on the door. Like, wow. Yeah. So it's not that I don't you know, automatically don't trust the employees there, but I've just had some experiences where I kind of doubt. Sure. Mm-hmm. Doubt Those it. were spe- specifically at Sunset Station that that happened both times? Mm-hmm. No, no. The Just the fact that we didn't have a safe was at Sunset uh, Station. Okay. The other incidences, one of them was at Cosmo, wasn't it? Cosmo, mm-hmm. Mandalay. Mandalay and uh, the Grant, downtown Grant. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, well, so they look at us and say, oh, those are high rollers. Let's go. <laughs> right, right, automatically. Uh-huh. They have two money clips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you know, you didn't miss an option. You could have just stayed in the casino and gambled when you don't have a safe to put your money in. That's true. They do have the best free bet game there. All right. Well, thank you all for sharing everything we need to be bringing to Vegas. I hope you all uh, learned what to bring for your next Vegas adventure to make it that much better. Up next, we're going to pass it over to Hog. <laughs> Las Vegas, okay, so today on Vegas Quick Hits, we're going to talk about F1. Okay, so F1 is announcing road closures, and we got this from KTNV, Fox 5 Vegas. November 16th through the 18th at 5 p.m. They're going to have what they call a soft closure, whatever that means, uh, for practice qualifying. And the race roads are expected to reopen each day by 2 a.m. Now, on November 17th, which happens to be Danny's birthday, (laughs) it's going to run from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And then... 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. I guess this is still the... Those are the qualifiers. Okay. And then on November 18th, which is a Saturday, the race is going to start at 10 p.m., expecting the last two hours for the 50-lap, 3.8-mile track, uh, with racers expecting to reach speeds of over 210 miles an hour, which... I know the old roads could take that speed because this two cent <laughs> drives me? into Vegas at about that speed. 
So that is, that's not going to be anything. Lies. Should, they should have just contacted us to find out. <laughs> two cents going to be the pace driver. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. I was oh, going to yeah. say, 100 bucks, two cents, if you just kind of sneak onto the course and join the race. Hey, if I get paid a dollar, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm in. Now, here's something interesting there's an expected economic impact of more than $1 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was reported by the Hollywood Reporter. Um, but we also have to note that um, the budget for the race is $560 million going in. Uh, and another interesting side note that gaming revenue in 2022 was $14.8 billion. Wow. So what do you guys think about that? Wouldn't you say that at least 20% of that $14.8 billion was two cents? I was <laughs> thinking the same thing. Definitely. <laughs> Let's be fair, though. There's two DGENs on this podcast, so it's split between two cents and Sonia. Oh, me and Sonia need to meet up in Vegas and have a little oh, conversation. Keep those separated. It's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, is it worth it? Let me work it. Put that, <laughs> reverse it. Uh, but five, ah, 560 million budgeted. We don't know how much they're actually spending. Right. And they're projected to make twice as much as that. And granted, one over $1 billion, more than $1 billion, is a considerable chunk of change. You know, when you look at the gaming revenue being about $15 billion for a full year. So three days, four days is going to bring in one-fifteenth of the annual gaming revenue, mm-hmm. right? So that's the equivalent crazy. of. Wow. Um, so that's crazy. But the conversations I've been hearing, and I've been saying from the beginning is, how much of a turnoff is that to people that can't go to Vegas then? Mm-hmm. I fortunately got offers from Venetian and Cosmo, of all places, um, to go because I always have gone to Vegas for my birthday, and I'm won't go this year because it's going to be an absolute shit show and i don't want racy cars on my birthday usually when i go on november 17th it's quiet it's midweek a lot of the time and nobody's there i don't want this i hate it it's ruining it for me and so now i have like a negative feeling Mm -hmm. not just the f1 but for vegas what do y'all think well i i mean me and hog are not into the whole sports thing at all so we can't even sit long enough in like a bar in Vegas. Like we were at, where were we at? We were at Charlie's at the Wynn getting like us, I don't know, sharing a pretzel or something. And just the fact that the TVs are on playing the, you know, that sports sound, that Sunday sports, um, what's it called? Um, atmosphere, right? We just, we're not into it. We're, it's just not us. And so to add some more sports on top of what's becoming a, a city that's catering more to sports now. Um, yeah, it just, it brings unnecessary noise. Like I, I get it. And there, okay. So if you're into sports, you know, that you do you, um, but like the cheering and all of that and the, and the, the grunting when people score or their team score or whatever. It just, it's not, we don't enjoy it. Yes. He's saying it's in the face. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for that. Yeah. Except for when except she's for doing it. 
<laughs> I think it's the crowds. Touché and I think it's again. the cost. We can't afford to stay at certain places. We can't go. If this is an annual thing, we cannot go anymore during the time because yeah. it's too well, expensive and it's too hard to get from point A to B. So it's I just not. We're going to get into it a little bit more because we have a voicemail question that addresses this as well. So Mm. we'll save our thoughts, but I think I know where it's going. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and do we have any other opinions on the F1 otherwise? Though I I will say as someone that drives in Vegas, and I know Tucson, y'all drive as well. Mm -hmm. They're saying that after this, it won't have to be repaved for another six years. I don't, I'm still mad. I'm mad at the roads. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Driving there has been painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's all. Thanks. Hog, and if you liked Hog's new intro, make sure you give us a comment either on the podcast application of your choice or on our Facebook group, any of our social media. Thanks, y'all. I am going to take this away from Hog and pass it to Dave and Sonia, who are presenting cash in or cash out this episode. Dave, Sonia. All right. So we are talking about whether we would cash in or cash out in investing more money in balconies or terraces. So we're definitely, if y'all know us and you've seen some of our vlogs, we love our balconies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're definitely cashing in on this one. For us, we think it's great to just kind of take a break from the casino, especially when you're not winning, sit on the balcony, maybe have a drink, unless it's 115 degrees outside. But uh, yeah, I think it does cost more, um, but we would probably pay for it for the bigger room and the more space that you get. I think if more hotels had balconies, hopefully the competition would bring the prices down. Uh, So we're cashing in on this. Yeah, and uh, just like interesting fact too, we looked up on TripAdvisor just what other Vegas hotels on the Strip have balconies, right? And this may not be the complete list when we pulled it, uh, but as you guys know, obviously the Cosmo uh, is the primary one, right, or are known for having its balcony. Um, The Signature at MGM Grand has balconies. The Platinum Hotel, it's a small hotel like behind Paris, uh, but still pretty close to the Strip. Uh, they have balconies and polo towers. So if you guys are interested in in visiting a hotel with a balcony and you want to cash in on it, it's just some other options for you. What do y'all think, guys? We've stayed at the polo towers. Yeah. Uh, one of our first vlogs. And um, it it is nice. Um, but I'm not 100% sure it's the safest option for Vegas people. Uh, we saw a guy throw TVs out of a window in Caesars or whatever. But uh, so who knows what happens on balconies? Like, do people jump from the balconies? Do people throw stuff off? I don't know. I never really hear that in the reports. But you know how everybody's bolting down windows nowadays. They don't even let you open the window fully. So I think it's just a public safety issue Mm -hmm. i mean cosmo was supposed to be condos or whatever little apartments Mm -hmm. so that's why they already had them but i don't know if there's going to be more hotels opening with balconies when i look and there were at least one known suicide and one known accidental death from people falling off or jumping off the balconies at cosmo 
So wow. it's a liability for sure. But yeah. I guess there are a lot of things. And I, I don't want to downplay that, but there are a lot of ways that you could die in Vegas. I, I don't know <laughs> how to say that, but right. Um, so I, I'm sure it raises their insurance rates, but relative to having so many balconies and the amount of drugs and alcohol and stupid decisions and people that are depressed that are there at any given time, it's not a lot. And again, I'm not trying to trivialize it, but mm -hmm. I'm surprised it's not more. I'm knocking on wood. Right. All right. Mm -hmm. But personally, Hog, do you care about a balcony or terrace room or? No, but that's just because I like to gamble and not do anything <laughs> else. What if they offered a slot? They, what if they put a slot machine on the balcony? Ooh. Not a slot machine. Okay, a table game. If I had a private dealer and <laughs> yes, I would do okay, it. Okay, well, that's not good. So that would on uh, their their terrace that they built specifically for you? No? That would be perfect. That would be great. <laughs> I actually don't hate that idea if they had some sort of like multi, like kind of like a bar top machine. That would be awesome. Poker yeah. And throw some Baccarat on there, Kino, whatever. If they put one of those on every balcony, I might not leave my room because <laughs> I don't need people to have fun. It just better be chained down because we don't want that chucked <laughs> over. That's I. True. When From, you get a hand pay, they would bring a little cart with a maybe a, a platter. Nice, yeah. On a, a silver platter, platter. money. Yeah. <laughs> I personally, from my our our experience staying at Palms, I'd be pro balcony just so that you know those who choose to smoke mm -hmm. weed have a place to go smoke it outside versus in the room where it gets all into the infil the filtration system and yeah on all the furniture and everything you yeah. know and i and i gotta say too like for me personally i i'm like i said we're definitely pro balconies but um it's not even the evening with the drinks to, i really like something about coffee in the morning and sitting mm -hmm. outside when it's nice and cool and we're early birds so sometimes we get up and the sun's barely coming up um, and I think it's beautiful in Vegas with the mountains. So for me, I, I, I really love the idea of sitting outside when it's nice weather for sure. Yeah. And I would, I would cash in cause I do like doing that too. Um, not necessarily in Vegas, but just anywhere I go and there's yeah. a balcony, but I, I would cash in. The only thing is they should not charge the same price for a balcony that overviews the fountains versus a balcony that's going to look at some random building yeah. like they shouldn't price them the same so question for y'all now that you said that I, i'm a cash in too because i do enjoy that it's a great way to escape right um but why don't more hotels like why isn't fountain blue advertising their balcony rooms one they don't have any but why didn't they build any right hmm. like they're clearly popular and so i don't want to say saturate the market but a premium room with the balcony one it takes away some power from Cosmo slash MGM, right? Um, and so they lose a little bit of that commodification. Um, but two, it gives people options. That's clear. Again, it's clearly something people like. If Caesar's Palace had balconies, I still wouldn't go there, but <laughs> I might try it once. I might try it once. What do y'all think? Why don't we have balconies more places than the three, four you mentioned? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Paris is the only one that will soon have it, right, with the Versailles Tower that they're taking over from um, the Horseshoe. I think just the side facing the fountain mm -hmm. will have uh, terraces on it, not the whole hotel or tower. 
Um, but outside of that, yeah, I agree. Like, why didn't Resorts World add some? Why didn't Fountain Blue add some? It's, it's weird. And to your point, Danny, maybe it's definitely a liability issue that they just don't want to deal than with. Likely, yeah. Yeah, I think it goes back to what Hog said earlier. Uh, it was going to be a condominium, so all rooms had the balcony, and we got mm -hmm. lucky that it turned mm -hmm. into a casino where we can all stay. I think the best thing about the balconies there at Cosmo are basically all rooms have them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yes, they do charge you a premium, uh, but I don't want future casinos to build them and then have a limited amount of rooms with the balcony and then really charge you a, a yeah. you know, super high premium. I think yeah. that's what will end up happening down the road. And that's why the Cosmo balcony is, you know, a great place. Supply and demand though, if we get more balconies, then I don't have to stay at Cosmo to get a balcony. It's true. Yeah. Universe, hear this. <laughs> Windcore balconies coming soon. Oh, yes. yes. That'd be awesome. All right. So I think we're all cash in on balconies, huh? Think so. All right. Cash you know, be safe, y'all. Don't scare your partner by sliding under the rail and acting like you're going to hang over it when he or she is clearly afraid of heights and then gets really, really mad at you. All right. <laughs> Next segment is welcome back. Last week we had our DJ Sonia run this segment. <laughs> this week the OG DJ Two Cent is back. Two Cent, all you. I wouldn't have had a better replace. I wouldn't have chosen a better replacement than. <laughs> DJ Lounge is our segment where we discuss listener questions submitted on Facebook or Instagram. And this week's question was brought to you by yours truly, Hog. And he posed this following question. I want to know who gets the money if you simultaneously hit a jackpot and heart attack at the same time. So I've never taken the time to think about that, but it could happen. And according to some stats... Um, in 2022, 1,928 visitors died, which is down from 2,253 into uh, 2021. Um, that was uh, a source from Vital Vegas. 77% uh, people die from natural causes, so it's a possibility. 18% are accidents. I would like to know what kind of accidents, though. 3% uh, suicide. But I'm trying to figure out, well, okay, this is just in general, not in front of a slot machine. <laughs> oh, I've seen financial suicide. Okay, well, yes, but that's different. And then 2% homicide, right? So these are just general statistics, not necessarily in front of a slot machine when you're winning a jackpot. But natural causes, you could drop dead from a heart attack at any moment, right? So some of the replies we got on Facebook were... As follows. So I hope I say this right. Michaela Morris. She said, maybe the cynic in me, but strongly suspect the casino would null the win and would blame, quote, machine malfunction. So maybe it's happened before, which is why it's displayed on the machines. Right. Um, and then I, I don't want to overlook what happened with your family, Sonia. So I don't know if you want to kind of discuss that real quick. Was it you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it was Dave's mom when we were there. And this was at the Rio when the Rio was 
was hopping back hopping, in the day. Yeah, yeah. back when. Um, so at least 15 plus years ago. And I remember she was sitting in, and I want to say they were Wheel of Fortune machines. I'm not 100% sure, but they were like progressive type machines. And uh, she said that she hit the jackpot. And again, we weren't with her. We were at the trip, but we weren't right next to her. Um, and she said the people were already congratulating her around the machines. Um, and then I guess when the employee came, they told her that it had malfunctioned. Yep. Yep. So they right. gave her a Rio sweater and sent them on their way. Yeah, that is <laughs> terrible. And that sweater's worth a jackpot nowadays. <laughs> That's terrible. And I do want to go back to something that happened in, in, in Vegas recently, similar to that. Um, but on a whole different level, but I want to go and read what other people uh, commented on Facebook. Stuart Doran, I think I said that right. He said, it depends which casino you are in. Excalibur, well, there has been a dead person on the Buffalo machine since 2014. What? The wow. waitresses still ask if they want a drink. <laughs> if it's in the park, the winning, wait, what? If it's in the park, the winnings would be used on air purifier because you know how much they hate smells in that place. <laughs> Flamingo, they just unplug the machine and leave you there. Caesars, they would find a way to not pay if you were alive or dead dead circus circus they really wouldn't notice of course if it was downtown they would strip you naked and use the money for people to drink shots from your belly button <laughs> Stuart, so. you're a genius that was great um gib says clark griswold gets it uh he oh. set the precedent he set the precedent yeah yeah a long time ago um casey also yours truly he says this gives new meaning to what happens in vegas stays in vegas yeah <laughs> i would like to say next if ken gets it but no doubt they make you jump through hoops to get it oh i'm sure um, and then last gary casey's father he said if your player's card is in slot machine and you have a cardiac arrest and die then i think your estate would get any winnings so here's my here's sense. what made me come up with this think of it well my brain's always thinking of things like this. It's just a whole other thing. But you know how you're not allowed to take people's leftover Tito's and they become part of the casino? Like you're supposed to just leave them? That's what I what caused me to start to think about. Like, let's say it's just under a hand pay, you know, and that's 1100 bucks cash out. You drop dead. And... Nobody else can visit. No one's there with you. Who gets that Tito? You know, like who grabs it? Who the casino pockets it? What happens? That's a very valid question because you hear a lot of stories. Uh, like I, I walked up to a machine and there was a you know forty dollar Tito hanging out of it. You know, you're not supposed to take that, right? That's casino's property. Uh, you can take it to the cage and they'll, they'll take it from you. Right. But then a lot of people, I'm just going to take it. It's my money, but really you're not supposed to. And if someone was to die at the same time of hitting the jackpot and that Tito hadn't been come, hadn't come out or they hadn't hand paid you, then whose money is that? Uh, the casino, I would say would put up a big fight to pay it out. I agree. I, I mean, I think, this sort of thing comes down to, I don't know if you've heard the adage, it's a question of doing things right versus doing the right thing, right? Doing things right is what do the books say? What does the procedure say? The law say, right? And then doing the right thing is what does humanity say, right? Mm -hmm. 
I would like to hope, I know people will disagree with this, but that if someone died in my casino, I would say, well, they just hit this jackpot. <laughs> Next of kin has to sign for it. And we're going to honor that because that's the humane thing to do. But what's probably on the books is, like y'all were talking about, it's kind of like leaving your money behind. And so if you leave your Tito there, it's technically the casinos, right? Or whoever finds it. Could you imagine if someone walked up and been like, he's dead, I'm claiming it. I can oh. see that. Heartless, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But there yeah. are people like that. And I'm not going to say casinos are absolved of that either. I could see casinos saying that's our money. Yeah. Yeah. And like Dave and Sonia brought up um, with the machine malfunction, we have an earlier vlog where we used to go out and do blackjack tournaments. And we loved it because we met locals that are, we could go back another year and see the same local again. And they were older people. And uh, there's this guy, Grandpa Vampire, that we became friends with and he was one of those people that needed money he really did need money and he got a jackpot and he fought with the casino back and forth got a lawyer and got nothing to the point where he started doing things like on the strip um to claim that they stole money from him he wore a barrel and no clothes and walked up and down the strip because he was at his wits end. He really wow. needed that cash and they just flat out said it was a malfunction. It was a malfunction. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So doing not what was right and instead following whatever convenient procedure they had. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. That's like see that makes me dislike Vegas a little bit. Like the, hmm. the way that Vegas is becoming less people and more a machine. We lose that sense of humanity. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Hmm. One, right. one question, I don't want to get off topic, but we talked about how if you find a Tito, obviously that is the casino's money. Here comes the DJ. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to ask, if you're in the restroom, let's say at the Bellagio, okay, and you find a $20 bill on the floor. It's hypothetical, right? Yes, right, right now it is. <laughs> you find a $20 bill on the floor. Is that casino's money? Is that anybody's money? Because it's cash. I mean, it's different if you found a wallet, obviously, and you knew who it belonged to, and you could contact this person. So you find a $20 bill on the floor in the restroom. Do you take it? Is, is a Tito the same thing? I took a cocaine $1 bill <laughs> from the Venetian. And no, we have firsthand... Where someone took our four hundred dollar Tito at oh. the Cosmo and they cashed it in. They and the the casino had nothing to do with us. Like, sorry. I went to the security booth. I told them this is what happened. Can you please check your security footage? No. But if it was the other way around, in in this case, someone leaving it behind, right? And you take it and you get caught by the casino red-handed like that's the thing like if no like the only difference would be someone's not complaining that their tito's stolen they just completely yeah. forgot they didn't go to security but if security sees on the, their footage that someone took it because it had been sitting there for a while they'll they'll do all they can to probably do something about it but 
in my situation, you know, they were, they were, they didn't even bat an eye. They're like, sorry. That's why I think some of the, I use the word convenient. Some of these, the, the application of procedures and logic is convenient based on how much they want to work or how much fault they want to risk assuming. I was in Caesar's Palace years ago when it was still fun. Um, and I sat down at a, the original goldfish machine. I remember what machine it was. My friend Rachel sat next to me. It's one of our first trips. And I looked and in the machine was $116.89. Still remember, won't ever wow. forget. Um, and I was like, oh, I showed Rachel. I was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, oh my God, you just, you're, you're in, put your money in. And I was like, no, I cashed it out. And I put, this is right when like Tito's were coming out and I put the Tito on the machine and I put my hundred in and kept playing. And about 10 minutes later, this lady came by, she goes, um, my money was in the machine. And I happily said, oh, you know what? I saved it for you. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me, if y'all could see my face, it's scowly. She looked at me, didn't say anything and grabbed it, like snapped it out of my hand and turned around and walked away. How rude. And so part of me was like, in terms of doing what's right, what became right was I wanted to knock her down and take it back and find <laughs> it. But I mean, I mean, I would hope that if I had found two cents Tito or, mm-hmm. or money in the machine, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. But like, as far as finding money, my friend Drew has found, I'm going to say hundreds of dollars just looking at the ground and in vegas and if there's a 20 it's your 20 if you're in the airport and there's a 20 on a coin combo machine it's yours (laughs) yes that happened to me once (laughs) i mean i think it's just about judgment right we can't trust the machine that is vegas to have judgment Mm -hmm. but i think as individuals you make the call in that moment yeah i mean look at what happened to that teacher another example of teachers getting screwed you know, they didn't, MGM didn't want to pay him his $200,000 that he won mm. when he, you know, placed his bet. Oh, the sports bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he won in the end, right? I don't know. I don't know what came of it. Uh, I, heard he I think he's going to get a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, he's lawyer up. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Well, tell us what you think in the Facebook group or social media. Send us a voicemail. With your opinions, what is this voicemail nonsense? It's voicemail. not nonsense. We're going to pass it off to Dave and Sonia or just Dave. Yeah, so voicemail. So <laughs> a new segment that we're going to introduce. Um, so we have three voicemails that we're going to play for you guys today. And um, we'll just kind of talk through them, um, share our thoughts. Some of them have some questions on it. So let's kick it off, Danny. I think the first one we have is from Josh Ray. Good morning, guys. I'm enjoying the, loving the podcast. You guys are doing a great job. Um, question, I know most people use MGM Rewards and uh, Caesars Rewards, but what would be the easiest place to earn comps out in Vegas besides those two properties like Venetian Plaza, Resorts World? Just curious, not including the downtown properties. And uh, as far as the Windstar thing goes, yeah, Windstar is just kind of a casino that has a lot of slots. So as far as the resorts around here, it's probably, it's just big. It's not the best by far. But enjoy all the content and uh, content and keep up the good work. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you, Joshua. We re- appreciate it. So yeah, comment on the Windstar. I know you guys heard it before. It's, it's a big place. Um, I think the question Josh brought to the table, and we'll go around and kind of talk through it. 
So the question that Josh laid out for us is outside of MGM and Caesars, what other casinos would be the easiest way to earn rewards? So I think from our perspective, we primarily play at MGM and Caesars and not a lot of other casinos. So I don't think we would have a lot of of commentary on this one, but Danny, I think you do, right? So you're Palazzo, Venetian, Wincore, or Hog and Two Cent. Maybe what do you guys have or what are your thoughts uh, for the easiest one to earn rewards? I like to start with Baccarat, make a ton of money, but then I'll purposely put it in a slot, like ridiculous spins, like $25 a spin. I'll do it at $100 at a time, $200 at a time, because it takes like two minutes to make $200 at Baccarat. Mm. So I'll make $200, make $100, whatever, go hit up a slot at a high denom, and then if I lose, I go back to Baccarat and then bounce back to a slot and just keep – because you don't really get rated very well at Baccarat. It's just not a game like – that they rate you very well at. Um, it would be like being at a table game. You don't get rated very well. So you have to, I have to put it in a slot and hope something good comes of it. If not, it was free money and I I just go back and do what I need to do. But what we have noticed at Venetian is that we don't, I've ran a lot of money <laughs> in the slot machines there and we never get um, like free slot play. He's he's managed to get like maybe two free nights, right? Three, uh, three, get nights three comp maybe. nights, but the he, slot play is low, yeah. And but and you still have to pay resort fees, yeah, yeah. Well, so we're trying to next level, yeah. But still, like those offers aren't coming in versus uh, some you know other properties. Like, um, I've gotten really good offers at Park MGM, and I haven't put a lot of money in there. I mean, I have. But nowhere near as much as Venetian. And Venetian, it's like a struggle to get anything from them. That's interesting because I think that's where I have the best return outside of MGM and Caesars properties. Um, I mean, Caesars, you could sneeze a quarter in their direction and you're getting free rooms, right? Um, (laughs) But Venetian and Palazzo, I do still pay resort fees most of the time. I did reach Elite um, a couple years ago and my offers were three or four nights. I was getting the cruise ship stuff and whatever, but I feel like I got the best return from my similar play at Venetian and Palazzo. It used to be similar at Wynn. I think they've tightened up. Definitely the absolute worst, won't recommend, hate it, is Resorts World. I can put in the same amount of play at Resorts World that I put anywhere else, and they still send me these stupid emails that say, last chance, take advantage of your 30% off room nights. And I'm like, oh, go do something (laughs) inappropriate I can't say right now. Thanks. (laughs) And so, yeah, I mean, in terms of where's your best bang for your buck, um, for me, I I would vote it's Venetian Palazzo right now. But they can be very tight on anything besides a free room. I agree. That's what I was going to ask you, if you got any, like, slot play there or anything. But we get get, uh, slot tournament entries you know the fifty thousand dollar um slot entry plus three nights so we do get offers from venetian 
What about the Mirage? Since it's no longer MGM, I would think that might be the best option right now because I'm, I'm like, yo, I don't get the uh, comps anywhere other than MGM, but um, I think Mirage might be something worth trying. I've been getting great deals from there. So I got, when we went uh, Easter weekend, we had, it was Easter weekend and we had uh, three comp nights any day of the week, including the weekend. It was a holiday weekend. Um, and then I had $350 free play. Um, and then we had a $100 resort credit. Nice. And and we had maybe played when it was before they, uh, before Hard Rock came in, we played um, in the high limit room. We didn't run a lot of money, but yeah, that's been the best deal so far. I do believe they also did um there must have been a record sharing agreement i don't know this for sure but i suspect it based on the casual data i had from people i know and pulled your mgm history as well and so maybe together with that that's what led to that but yes mirage good question casey like my offers have been for the effort i put in much more than what I deserve. I think part of that is they're trying to maintain an audience. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I would say give Mirage a shot for sure. One other quick place that we actually never go. And we've been a few times in the few times that we went, we got really good offers uh, was treasure, treasure Island. We haven't, well, TI. Um, but I think that's somewhere that, like I said, we played once or twice and we'd get like free nights or like, free play which i think is kind of unheard of for just playing there a little bit so something to look into mm -hmm. one thing i do like about mirage too and i, I i'm asking this to see if treasure island is the same thing but mirage you can they send you free play offers that don't have to be attached to a room stay and so that's nice and then also they've been doing free play that's weekly very locals casino of them um but then if you stay there let's say over a weekend into midweek for a few days um, and you go over the two weeks where they're giving you free play you can get those twice plus any free play you get on your offer so i, I love that and resort credit and any other goodies are giving you so i would definitely give it a shot yeah yeah that's awesome so josh hopefully that helps so as you guys are listening in just some additional feedback and, and commentary for other casinos out there to gain some rewards um dj danny let's go to uh the second voicemail hello fellow vegas fanatics here's a question for you vegas is changing yet again with it becoming more of a sports town do you think that baseball coming talk of a basketball franchise coming We've got football there now um, with events such as F1. Are these making Vegas more unaffordable to normal gamblers like us? And is it also changing the atmosphere in Vegas? Or is there only positives? So this comes from Stuart Hotchkiss. So we were kind of touching on this a second ago, guys, with uh, F1 and then some of the uh, sporting events that we're starting to see in Vegas. Um, so the question for you guys becomes... Are you seeing this as a positive or is this becoming a little more negative? So Hog and Tucson, I think I'm going to start with you guys because Tucson, I think you had some commentary on it. Let's go ahead and kick it off from there. 
Yeah, so it just depends, right? I mean, more power to you if you're all into the sports thing. Hog and I are not. And so we we don't like the noise pollution that comes from it, right? The cheering and the grunting and the, you know, all that comes with cheering on your favorite team, which is great. But I just, I don't like it mixed in with my casino experience. I want to be able to hear the machines, you know what I mean? Um, but another thing I just thought about was there's constantly like, event parking situations going on and it kind of like screws us over especially since we we usually drive to vegas yeah and normally where we would park in a parking garage like let's say at park mgm and it you know i think i've been able to park there for free because of my status but still like it, it might screw you know a person who's expected to pay maybe 15 20 or whatever but now they have they're facing a 30 to 50 dollar parking fee. Mm -hmm. So now they're stuck having to go find parking elsewhere. Um, and then just the traffic that it's going to bring. Um, and I, I just want to say, it. first of all, I love Stuart. <laughs> Huge fan of Stuart. He's been with us for a long time. Yes, he has. And I agree that it, it's not the cheering and the grunting that bothers me. Bothers me. In fact, I don't mind grunting. <laughs> um, but Well, you know what? You know what? I'm being hypocritical because if I if I win anything on a slot machine, I'm probably cheering and grunting in myself too. So I'm just being biased. <laughs> it definitely affects the price of things, and that's what yeah. I don't like. Mm -hmm. The table limits go up. Mm -hmm. You know, March Madness. Oh my gosh! You couldn't even find for us low rollers. <laughs> We're all in the high limit every night. Yeah. <laughs> we, for us low rollers, you we can't even get on a blackjack table. Mm -hmm um just because the limits are high uh so everything goes up and that's what i don't like yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's definitely the heart of his question right it with vegas becoming more expensive especially with these types of events coming down the pipeline casey what about you what do you think yeah no i agree it, it, it's leading to costs going up and uh, more and more people being out there which for gamblers, we kind of like uh, the casino to ourselves because we're being selfish, I guess. But uh, yeah, so we kind of look at it as, as negatives. But uh, I guess if you're the casinos, you're looking at it as a positive because more people are, are visiting you and paying those higher prices for parking and paying those higher table minimums. And that's why they keep increasing them more and more in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Just kind of random thought that I have. Do you think the influx of sporting events in Vegas is because it's supplementing like the club scene? Is the club scene still as big as it was a couple years back? Or is the sporting scene now becoming like the dominant um, trend outside of gambling? That's such a okay. Going back to my people numbers nerdiness. That's such a good point, Dave, because if you think about the club scene, with few exception, it definitely targets a specific cohort of demographics, right? Younger people generally, um, and then those that have the money to spend and choose to do so on drinks and admission, right? A fancy couch and overpriced Grey Goose. Um, but sports reaches across multiple demographics men women children young old uh different race racial and ethnic makeups um 
straight, gay, bisexual, whatever. Like it's all inclusive technically. Like there are people in every bracket there that want to do those things. I mean, it excludes people like me and Hog and Two Cent because I don't care. I once went to the spa at uh, Bellagio during the Sweet 16 of March Madness, and that was a bad idea. They wheeled in a big TV into the spa so that the dudes, the brosifs, could watch their basketball. Not okay. I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to add that, you know, my own personal selfish needs set aside, if it's a way to bring in more jobs for people that need it, great. You know what I mean? But, you know, if it helps out the Vegas economy, then, then great, right? I just have to be better at planning my trips around those events. Like, Yeah, yeah that's the key. But that's such a good point. Like, I'm not planting y'all, but going back to my, again, people numbers story, but there's a reason that they're striking Levy restaurants at T-Mobile Arena, right? Because there might be more jobs, but are they good jobs? Do they pay enough? Is there any sort of sustainability in it? Or are they taking advantage of people? Mm-hmm. I tend to think that the accountability system financially in Vegas is not one that's humane and cares more about how much can we draw out of a person mm-hmm. versus how well can we treat them as an employee. Mm-hmm. That's just me. And something to watch for sure. Like as we continue to grow, my opinion on the sports in Vegas is I actually enjoy um, professional baseball a lot, which like is in line with find the like quietest, most boring sports for people. <laughs> um, and it's lots of stats and hot dogs. I love hot dogs. Um, but I, I love the idea. I hate the drama around the, the A's potentially moving to Vegas. I'm still not sold it's going to happen. I love mm-hmm. college football. Um, but what I come back to is essentially the point two cent was making that we're getting more jobs potentially, but do we have the capacity for not just the jobs, but for parking, for the road traffic? When I go to look at the F1, I see a very specific and niche group of people this applies to. And the message it's communicating to me is from Vegas to you, Danny, only this 2% matters. The rest of you can jump off Mm -hmm. a balcony. (laughs) Sorry. Casey, what do you think, Casey? Well, speaking of sports, we're going to have to have a little side bet between the uh, Houston Astros and Texas Rangers. Who's going to win the ALS? I'll take that bet any day. Now that (laughs) the Astros aren't injured anymore, and as much as I hate Justin Verlander, he's back and he's making a difference. Go (laughs) Strohs. Also, you got to wonder, is there profiling? So let's take the NASCAR crowd versus the F1 crowd, do the casinos profile? Like, do they have different prices, different, you know, table limits per style of event? You know, not saying that NASCAR people are different than F1 people. I don't know. No, but I'm sense. just saying, I wonder if there is. Yeah, it makes sense. They probably have more Don Perry on for F1 than they do for Na- for oh, NASCAR, right? So, yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. 
So question around the group, speaking of kind of like catering and profiling to specific people, but are you going to the F1 race in Vegas? And would you go if you could? So me, it's a no, no. Dave and Sonia? It, for me, it's a no. I, same same concept, the crowds. And um, I go to Vegas because I like to gamble, um, eat well, and I just don't feel like that, that would definitely interfere for me. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a massive headache. I'm still like trying to figure out how like just trying to walk down the strip to go to a different hotel, what that's going to look like. I'm, it's it's going to be tough. So I, I'm going to stay away from it. That's Casey. a big fat negatory for us. Oh. Okay, so no from Hagen Tucent, unless she infiltrates the race course. Right. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. What about you, Casey? Would you go? Uh, no, I would not. The uh, same reasons I, I avoid, uh, you know, Fourth of July or New Year's or any any event where there's that many people. Just not interested in going to Vegas. I'm curious if anyone is in the Facebook book group or you join. It's free to join. Join us. It's Vegas, y'all podcast on Facebook. Tell us if you're going. We kind of want to know. We don't have any boots on the ground there um, to find out what it's like. I mean, there are clearly people excited about it, but I don't know any of them. <laughs> So with right. that, yeah, no, I think we'll, uh, let's move on to uh, our last one, Danny. Oh my God. Hi guys. How are you? My name is Connie Adams and I'm calling from Burbank, California. And I just want to say that you guys are doing an absolutely amazing job, but especially that David guy, he sounds so smooth, just like I imagine his skin to be. Anyway, I just wanted to ask y'all opinion on a recent situation. Me and my girlfriends were having so much fun in Vegas and my bestie, Clarissa, hit four dollars on a slot machine and we all went crazy oh my god it was like so amazing we screamed that casino down anyway we got some killer dirty looks that we can only soon be from brits because their teeth were all messed up and they totally like scuffed at us it made us really sad now we hate the brits so i just wanted to know if any of the panel have a type of person they hate to encounter while in vegas okay gotta run guys love you bye <laughs> So, guys, that was from Miss Courtney Adams, who's apparently from Burbank, California. Yes, you can so. hear the accent. That's <laughs> so it sounds like uh, her bestie, Clarissa, had a, a pretty good time at the casino. But the question from Courtney Adams is, do you guys have any type of person that you hate in the casino? <laughs> the Dutch. Michael, you're an idiot. Yeah, hate okay, yeah, let's just scratch that. I would like to point out, let's just let's call it out. God damn it, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Matrix 2021 on YouTube. Not only is he brilliant at improvisation and impersonation, he also maxed out our one minute time limit with <laughs> like less than a second left to go. He actually reversed this because I know exactly what he's thinking. The Brits don't like us Yanks because we're so damn loud. <laughs> so he's just, you know, projecting. And for what those he of really you that don't know who Kevin is, he's British. Right. So Yes. So he doesn't really hate the Brits. Right. <laughs> I mean, he might hate some of them, but uh, Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. He's talking but I've argued with Kevin about this. I said not all Americans are that loud. And not all Americans sound like a valley girl from California. <laughs> <laughs> like in his head, that's what they are. Um, 
I don't know. I, I love Kevin. He's he's wonderful. Again, Matrix Definitely. 2021 on YouTube. Um, I basically hate everybody, so I'm going to pull back <laughs> and let y'all talk about it. <laughs> oh, too funny. Casey, what about you? Is there a, a certain day, uh, certain group that you don't care for in Vegas? Or a type of person. A type of person. Yeah. No, you know, he referenced the $4 win being excitement, right? Yeah. Uh, people going crazy in the casino. Yeah. I actually support that crowd. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're you're in Vegas, and uh, I know $4 might not be much to some, but, you know, if a lot of people, that that's a win, and if you want to celebrate, you celebrate it however you want to, and uh, I support that. Uh, I know that that's an unpopular opinion, but you're there to have fun, so have fun however that means. And I, I just want to piggyback off of Casey. I don't like the people that are not having fun, uh, mm-hmm. that are just angry people and disrespect like the dealers. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah. They win and then they throw their, you know, chips or whatever they want at the dealer or the server or whatever. I just, you know, why are you in Vegas? If you're not having fun, it's true. you know, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? That's true. On the other end of that, I really don't like the dealers that are jerks. not nice and that are jerks. <laughs> um, you know, we've not had interactive. Some, yeah, we've had some really fun dealers. Interactive, the table's fun. You know, um, everyone's respectful and having a good time. And then sometimes I feel like I get some dealers that are just like you try to make a joke or just hang out. You know, just be cool with them, and it's just not happening. So. It's so funny. The first time I played Let It Ride, which is something we have in common right? That we both like let it ride. And I haven't played it in years. I played at New York, New York. And the first dealer I had was so much fun. And it was just me and the dealer at this table. And I was like, I think this is what I do. And she's like, no, honey, I'll help you. And she like high five me on hands and stuff. Um, And so then I went to MGM Grand and had another good dealer and enjoyed that. And then I went somewhere else and I should remember, I think it's Treasure Island. Um, and played there and the dealer was this angry person this like older man um and i walked up and i was like how you doing and he's like are you gonna put money down or what you do he was such a jerk mm-hmm. yeah. and that can just really make or break a say so yes i will say people that try to ruin other people's fun mm-hmm. intentionally or not I'm going to say they're at the top of my list. Um, that includes people that come and want to get all chatty with me because don't talk to me. <laughs> I don't need it. You're ruining my fun. Speaking different. of awkward dealer moments, we were playing blackjack at New York, New York years oh. ago, and we had a dealer crying. It was weird. But here's the awkward part. That wasn't even awkward. Okay, you're, you're, well, you're yeah. crying. The awkward part was we were all winning but everybody was so elated it was we were finally winning like every hand we couldn't cheer because we felt so bad for, for the her. dealer and we didn't want to celebrate and they they the pit boss eventually or somebody came and Tapped removed her, her. and yeah. as soon as they replaced her we all started losing again oh my gosh <laughs> why was she crying we no she did she was making little comments like about how life, life it just sucks yeah oh. she was making little weird like we didn't know who she was talking to yeah. like was she talking to us what was it uh, a reaction to uh maybe at the beginning someone being happy about their hand or like i have no clue but she was like, like 
depressed maybe yeah, yeah she, oh, wow, wow. Yeah, it was sad Bummer. i mean let, let's be fair we can't all be on all the time mm -hmm. right um i i've worked in schools for years and hugging two cent do um especially for me dealing with parents i would have to like <sighs> deep mm -hmm. breath and be like, I gotta put it on. And then afterwards, I'd go like go into my car and yell about you because parents, you're not perfect. Y'all screw up a lot, and we have to handle it. Um, but I can't imagine being in a job that's public all the time. And I get why they get breaks, frequent breaks. It's right. maybe not enough. It's not the perfect system. But like, if life comes and hits you upside the head, and it's your turn to go on shift and deal, I don't know how I would handle it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yep. Thanks, so I, Kevin, for bringing us all down. Yeah. Last <laughs> one thing, Danny, to close us out is uh, for your ashy elbows, use Lubriderm, Kevin. Just stick with that, and you'll have smooth skin as well. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by Lubriderm. <laughs> Just kidding, it's not. But call us. But call us. All right, everybody. This one was a longer one, as Casey would say. It's a big one. <laughs> you, do you want to say it, Casey? So it sounds like this thing. has been a big one. This might have been a good old big one. Yeah. Oh, a good old big one. I love it. Thanks, Casey. Uh, but we're going to close out now. And please listen, there's some new things in our closer. And I'm going to pass it to Sonia. Thanks to all the new followers, subscribers, and listeners. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to join our Facebook group. It's Vegas, y'all, because we'll be posting questions for the audience and have fun Vegas discussions. And remember, you can leave us a voicemail up to 60 seconds, Kevin, that we might use on a future episode. The link to leave a voice message is available in the description of this podcast. Finally, thank you all for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can send PayPal donations to It's Vegas, y'all. We will use any donations to bring future content your way. We're just a bunch of Texans who love Vegas and enjoy doing this for y'all. Over to you, Danny. Awesome. Well, this was a fun one. A funnin. A funyun? How would you say that, Casey? Um, however, it was long, so thank you for sticking with us. Um, as Casey pointed out, we do have PayPal now. This is not a plea to give us money, but you can if you want. Um, and we're also looking into the future if we continue to grow at the rate we are. First of all, thank you all for joining us on this adventure. I honestly didn't think we would have such a great response. I thought few people would listen, and um, we appreciate it, y'all. We tried to get together a diverse group of people with different opinions and experiences, and it's just a lot of fun to do for y'all. So as we move forward, we might add a Patreon membership, but we're not there yet. So... Just continue to listen. Give us a thumbs up. Like us. Five stars. Give a good comment. Say something nice about Dave Skin. I don't know. But stick around. And with that, it's been a blast. It's Vegas, y'all. Until next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 I put, like, Biofreeze on my knee. And all I can <laughs> smell is, like... Biofreeze. I think. I, it's but I love that smell so oh, much. It's your nostril. Speaking of speaking of geriatric hour, I love biofreeze. <laughs>
I'm familiar right. with it, yes. Lubies and a casino with the scent of biofree. <laughs> yes. Sold. Sold. We're there. Yeah. <laughs>